Hey folks, this is Philip with the Everyday Fighter Podcast. When I first started martial arts, the biggest hump that I had to get over as a beginner was learning to move my body in this completely foreign way. <laughs> I mean, I I might have thrown punches and kicks growing up, but not with that level of technique, not with that level of intent, definitely not with that level of skill. So taking myself from completely brand new and then getting into uh, traditional martial arts and the, the style that I started off with, with was, uh, was karate, it was it was quite a big hill to to uh, to get over, um, and I found that the first couple of years of drilling, of learning a new technique, and okay, now how do I move my feet again, or different stances? Now how, where do I put my hands? It just took a lot of time. It took a lot of reps. It took a lot of just showing up and allowing myself to fail just so that I can get used to moving my body in that particular way, using my limbs in a completely different way than I do most of the day. Right? Um, moving my body and feeling my balance in a completely different way that I'm used to. So that took quite a while. But once I got the hang of it, once I learned, oh, this is this is how I move now. This in, in this particular context, I move this way. And I started owning that, it made it a lot easier to learn new techniques. Because I didn't have to learn how to move my body. I already knew how to move my body that way. It's just a matter now of uh, changing the angle of my move or changing, you know, the direction or um, the you know, sh shifting of my weight so that I could perform, you know, a higher level form, higher level uh, technique. Um, there's no more of that uh, kind of inoculation period for the style itself. It's just, okay, here, here are the new uh, just kind of the new routine. <laughs> um, but even after having that level of comfort, I found that getting more proficient in the art and in the style that I was I was in meant that I had to go beyond just doing the technique on my own and learning how to move my body in these ways, I actually had to start teaching, quite frankly. Um, and of course, that that's part of the system that I was in where, you know, after you get to a certain level, you just got to start teaching. And I found two very big things to be true. One is that teaching actually taught me more in that scenario than the person that I was teaching. <laughs> I learned a lot more as the teacher 
then I think my students or, you know, my, uh, you know, the, the people that I was instructing learned from me. It, I had to look at what I was showing them, even if it was a very basic technique or form or stance, I had to look at it in multiple ways, sometimes on the fly, right there to be able to convey the ideas and the concepts to my students in a way that would be effective for them. So I grew quite a bit. So that was the first realization. The second realization was that I was left to my own devices in learning how to teach. <laughs> and I think, and I've found this to be the case in many, many uh, situations as well, where people are expected now to start teaching, but they're not given much direction in how to teach. And unfortunately, a lot of people don't get over that hump. They don't find that way um, to be able to learn how to teach effectively. And that's a shame because then not only are they suffering for it, the people that they're instructing are suffering as well. They're not really getting the most that they can out of the lesson. So, um, and it got me curious and it got me feeling like I need to do better as a teacher. So one of the things that I found allowed me to do that. So what if I could show you a way to be able to teach anybody anything effectively and simply every single time so that you're not flailing, you're not struggling, you're not thinking, oh my gosh, I've got to teach this thing that I already know how to do, but I don't know how to teach it to these people. And they're going to be looking at me confused. If you would like a way to be able to avoid that situation and instead give the lessons to some to your students in a way that makes it very simple, not only for you to be able to deliver it, but also for them to understand it every single time, then I have a technique that will work for you. And that technique is called the format system. So it's the number four, M-A-T. I'm not sure exactly what it stands for, quite frankly, if, if, you know, what the acronym is in itself. <laughs> I think it just sounded snappy to the person that created it. But um, here is the way that it works. Now, this was um, created by a school teacher. And what she'd found is that her students all learned in different ways and, and that got her curious. So she teamed up with some researchers in the field of teaching and learning theory and came up with a way based on all that science and her own experiences to be able to teach people. And she came up with a format model. So the way that it works is such that if you look at a hundred people, a hundred students that, that you're, uh, tasked with teaching, there are four major learning styles that come into play. 
The first one is the people that really need to get a buy-in. They need to understand why. Why are we doing this? And that is the majority of the people in that set of 100. Um, The second largest group after that is the people that need to know just what is it. Tell me what it is, where it came from. Give me an idea of what is behind it. And I'm good to go. I, I that's that's their buy-in there, right? So understanding the what uh, behind the uh, the process uh, that that you're teaching or the, the concept that you're teaching. The third group of people are the ones that are more. They learn by doing. So you need to teach them. Okay, this is step one. This is step two. This is step three. And so on and so forth, right? And the last group of people are the ones that are more creative. They're more analytical in terms of, hmm, what about this? Or what if I apply it to this situation? Or what if this happens? How how would things change in that way? So they're very curious about that. So given that group of 100 people, and these are the four uh, different learning styles that you have in there, that's the order and that's what you have to address for all of them. So you start off with why. So say, for example, you needed to teach somebody a defense against a choke, right? So, so Krav Maga or self-defense, right? That you start off with a scenario or maybe a question. Who here saw the news last night where somebody was attacked and actually was being choked by someone. Oh, wouldn't that be a really scary situation to be in? Absolutely. It probably would be useful to know how to get out of that type of situation, uh, wouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So you get those people's buy-in, the ones that are okay asking why. Well, you're telling them why, right? You tell them about the um, the situation that happened on the news, or you tell them about, you know, a story that you heard or, um, you know, getting them engaged in understanding that there is a reason that I'm going to be going in, into this scenario, or there's a reason that you have to be listening to me right now. So after you get past that, that's the why. The second is the what? Well, the technique I'm going to be teaching you is called the pluck right? And the reason that we uh, use the pluck is because, you know, so on and so forth. You talk about biomechanics, you talk about, you know, the, uh, what most scenarios are going to look like when somebody is choking and, you know, what they're focused on versus, you know, you know, what their strength is versus what their weaknesses are and where you'd be able to take advantage of that, right? Um, Next is you get into the actual how. So here's the step one, step two, step three. You have your hands up already in the defensive uh, um, position. You just, uh, you know, curl your fingers in um, to to the wrist and then you pull. And so you get them uh, understanding this is this is the what I call the ones and twos, right? Step one, step two, step three of how to actually execute the technique. Then you get into, okay, well, what happens if you are being pushed backwards? What happens if you are, so you're on the move. What happens if you are pushed against a wall then? Are there any variations there that you can apply? Things that you need to do. So that is uh, where you address the kind of the what if for the people that are more curious or, you know, trying to get 
even further along in a scenario so that um, they can be even better prepared um, for, for what may come. So that is an example there of how you'd be able to apply it. So that is something that uh, I would encourage you to try. Now, not only in in your classes or teaching in this kind of self-defense scenario, but imagine you being able to apply this in areas off the mat, outside of the ring, right? Where, so say for example, if you have a business and you go to a chamber of commerce uh, event or a networking meeting, a lot of times those events will give you 30 seconds or 60 seconds or you know a couple of minutes to be able to tell the audience about what you do and what your business is. Well, now you've got that much time. What do you do then? Well, you still do the same thing. You apply the format method. Um, what if you are charged with doing a keynote speech, right? Say 16 to 90 minutes. Well, you can still apply the format process. Now, the way that it works there, though, is all you've got to do in terms of like the variation of time is change the amount of time or the amount of stories or the amount of information that you share in each of those different um, areas. So when you're talking about the why in the networking uh, meeting uh, example, well, maybe you only give one quick question, right? Or one one uh, quick uh, statistic, or you know, as opposed to if you're doing the sixty uh, minute keynote, then maybe you spend fifteen to twenty minutes on a why scenario. Maybe you uh, go really deep into a case study. Maybe you uh, talk about the science of um, wh- whatever it is you're t- you're talking about and where it all came from, kind of like the history of it all. So. That is the format system. Now you have a methodology. Now you have a process that you can apply both on and off the mat to be able to communicate effectively to any audience. I hope that was helpful for you folks. Again, this is Philip with the Everyday Fighter Podcast. Talk to you next time.